love your accent, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. I love yours. I mean, I love an American accent, but you know, <laughs> the grass is always greener, I guess. I guess so. I guess so. You can't sit with me. Hosted by Deanna Espear. I have Kyle Cook from Summer House today on the show. I literally cannot believe that I am <laughs> my favorite party animal in the whole entire world. Is that what I am? <laughs> I've, no. So here's the thing. I find that people tend to be very boring nowadays, especially because of social media, Instagram. Everyone's like afraid. Is someone going to shoot me? Is, is someone going to do stories on me? And when mm-hmm. I'm really bored in those situations, I'm kind of like, I wish I had a Kyle to like party with. <laughs> Well, it's an honor. It's an honor. It's, you know, I'm an open book and um, particularly if cameras are on me and I'm a a number of drinks deep, it's hard to not be myself. I love that you just don't care. Is that the alcohol or it's just who you, is it just who you are as a person? I've I've had people telling me for years that I should do something on television because I'm just, I've been the same exact person since high school. Like I, I have friends that reach out that have seen Summer House and they're like, Holy shit, you have literally not changed in 20 years. So. <laughs> the best. Peter Pan syndrome, but like you're intelligent too. So I guess you, get, you have the best of both worlds. Before oh, okay. we get into the episode full on Summer House personal questions, I always ask my guests to kind of share a little like lifestyle tip, a life tip, something you swear by, something that helps you cope with your everyday life. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. Sure. Anything that you can share with us? I mean, particularly if you're in your mid-30s, like I am, and you want to still continue to have fun, you got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, going to the gym is kind of the obvious, um, you know, answer to like, oh, of course I'm taking care of myself. I go to the gym, but nutrition. So I started a, uh, a nutrition consulting app where I connect people with their very own coach. Mm-hmm. And um, they say it's 80% what you eat abs are made in the kitchen. So that's my tip for everyone. You mm-hmm. can literally lose weight without stepping foot into a gym if you just you know, had someone helping you. And you know what? I'm going to enhance your plug slash tip. Um, you don't have to be in your mid-30s. You could just be a basic bitch like me who's trying to get a better bum. So <laughs> just saying. It's all about you know the bum. Yeah, yeah, I say bum, but it's butt, like Americans, whatever. You, you know what I mean. I'm down with the bum. You're done with the bam. Okay, so cool. if you guys want to follow Kyle's advice and start looking after yourself, because you know, nobody likes a hot mess. I mean, since we want a cute body, you may as well have a cute face too, because they kind of go hand in hand. So my tip this week is to encourage you guys to embark on this clear skin train that I've been on for the last couple of months with this amazing skincare line called BioClarity. It's 100% vegan and cruelty-free, and it contains this brand new ingredient called Floralux, which is made from chlorophyll. And so since we just spoke about nutrition with Kyle, consider this your green juice for the face. And because nobody likes a basic bitch that walks around with a green juice that does nothing for you, wear it on your face. It's so much better. I've been using the essentials routine for the past few weeks because my inability to drink water like a normal human has gotten completely out of control. So it's super easy. Just go to bioclarity.com. Listeners of the You Can't Sit With Me podcast will get their first month for 50% off a routine and shipping is free. It comes with 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. And all you have to do is enter my code at checkout, which is Diana D-I-A-N-A. So that's bioclarity.com and enter my code D-I-A-N-A. Congratulations are in order. Uh, I feel like it would sound so much better if you just said it. 
Sure. Well, my girlfriend Amanda and I, we uh, are engaged. I popped a big question. And fortunately uh, for me, she said yes. So this is an exciting time. And uh, I don't even want to say like chapter. This is like a whole new book for me. It's a good thing when every little step along the way from like thinking about how you want to do it to looking for the ring, to buying the ring, to asking, you know, uh, Amanda's father for his blessing. I mean, everything felt like this was meant to be. And uh, I'm just, I feel like a very lucky man. That's, a, that's very sweet. What's the most like nerve wracking part about proposing to someone? Is it picking the ring? Is it the moment right before? Like when is the moment where you literally want to die? I mean, leading up to it, if you don't know the ring size, that is a serious dilemma. That's, um, yeah, that's a fail. It's not super <laughs> obvious, but it's like if the surprise element to your proposal is a big, like important part, which for me it was, I wanted to completely blindside Amanda. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no way of figuring it out. And like, you know, she had given a friend a ring on Amazon, that, the exact same ring that she has that she wears on her right hand ring finger. I don't know what the hell that finger is called. I guess it's not the ring finger. Um, what's the um, ring finger? Is it the fourth one? The ring finger, you know, it's like the uh, the one next to your pinky. See, I don't wear jewelry, so I don't I, know. I'm if I get like the guy who invests I'm in like, the holy <laughs> shit, this girl's, uh, she's got us some catch up to do. <laughs> I literally, yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was kind of horrifying because the last thing I wanted to do was get down on one knee and not be able to slide it on her finger. But I also didn't want to go so big that, the band could not be resized. I literally and then it's like, I think band. you have fat fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I it literally like, you know, <laughs> girls are like, Oh my God, you think I'm fat. You know, the ring doesn't fit. And you know, it's just like, Oh my God. So that was slightly horrifying because you know, it's a, the band itself was like 3,500 bucks. So, um, Oh my goodness. On the, the day of, in the moment of, I think it's just literally like, what the hell am I going to say? Um, and like oh yeah that can be tricky like yeah i mean you want to you say but you don't want to stumble on your words and you don't want to spit on her face like i don't know right (laughs) and you know to make a long story short i feel like i was like will ferrell in 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 old school where i just like i think i just blacked out funny enough she doesn't remember all the like the the initial thing she said either was this more nerve-wracking for you than like a super important like business meeting for example yeah i mean i mean like i'm a complete extrovert and even business meetings you know cause me to get nervous or if i have to go give like a speech or prepare something you know that i get some some butterflies mm-hmm. um but this was a completely different feeling and i really you know you're about to do something really special that day that you're going to remember for the rest of your life and then you start thinking about like all the little details. And, and like I said, the surprise element was big for me. Um, so I felt like little bits and pieces of what I was doing that day. It was, was lead, like foreshadowing that I might propose. Uh-huh. Um, but the good news is I think she thought I was like a year away. So even if she, even if she thought, Hey, wow, this would be a nice place for Kyle to propose, but yeah, um, she expected it right. much later. <laughs> Yeah. What kind of proposal did you think you went for? Did you go for cheesy? Did you go for subtle? Did you go for like big grand? Like wh- how would you describe it? I am not a very romantic guy. So all I wanted to do is to make it feel special. I didn't go, you know, big and ornate and, and like over the top. And tacky. Uh, and tacky. That's how I like to call it. I yeah. just wanted it to feel from the heart and feel special and be, and 
probably most importantly, be memorable. And I also wanted it to be about us. So it's not right. like I had any friends around. So I have a, a hard one for you. Oh. I don't want to insult you, but I do because I insult everyone. You were kind of a player, came across like a little bit of a player at the beginning of Summer House, mm-hmm. um, which isn't a bad thing because nobody wants like a desperate loser anyway. But how does a girl get proposed to by the player? <laughs> I mean, look, uh, New York, I don't know how, it, how different it is from L.A., but, you know, at the time we filmed season one, I was 30, what the hell, how old was I? 33, turning 34. And I didn't really know what I wanted. Um, you know, Amanda and I had been dating leading up to season one, mm-hmm. but I knew not only due to, to the show, but various trips I had planned on either end of it, there was going to be like a three month period where I I just wasn't going to be in New York city for a single weekend. And I also knew that, yeah, I was a little bit of a player. I've had some commitment issues. Um, but I really liked Amanda and I did not want to do anything cowardly. Mm -hmm. So I actually broke things off and season one was me being on the Hamptons and, um, kind of the first half of the summer hooking up with Amanda because little did I know she, kind of kept it a secret to me that she had done a house. She had rented a house in advance with her friends and she didn't want me to freak out because she was going to be like 10 minutes away. She recognized that I was a little bit of a, I had some cold feet. I had some previous relationships that were, um, you know, ended badly mm-hmm. and, and were, you know, I felt like things got strung along far longer than they should have. Yeah. Um, I didn't have like a clean breakup, the, you know, the last relationship I was in and it just got messy. So I kind of had my guard up. She sensed that. So she didn't put any pressure on me so much so that we kind of went without a label and we weren't like out there calling each other boyfriend, girlfriend. So that was confusing, broke things off. But that summer I realized I wanted to be with her. Um, and it, you know, it took me doing some soul searching to kind of arrive at that. Right, but it was also the girl wasn't pressuring you and kind of let you figure shit out. Yeah, I mean, and it's one of those things where Amanda, the way she handled it is just a testament to the kind of girl she is, but it's a good example of what other girls should do in this this situation. Mm -hmm. Just let things happen. You can't force, like, love, and you can't force relationships. And it was either going to go great and, you know, or it wasn't like, I think it was like two days before we'd hooked up on the show and it was very early on in feeling in, in filming. She had come down, met with me at, during lunch during the week and said, I can't hook up with you. I can't be friends. We're either dating or, you know, not talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we bumped into each other at 2am uh, in Montauk and immediately started making out. So, you know, she kind of, put her foot down, let me know where we stood. But then (laughs) nature kind of ran its course. Yeah. I mean, some guys like the challenge, some girls like the challenge, you know, I'm very much the kind of guy that I like people to just be straight up with me and don't play games. And my whole dating history was kind of the same way. Like if I liked the girl, I would let her know. I would be very upfront. I would not, you know, do the New York city thing where you're playing the field for like three months Mm -hmm. um, and going on a, to date with a different girl like three, four times a week. I honestly think that as hard as it, as it is, sometimes you just have to let things happen. And, and you know, what happened in August was 
you know, Amanda's, this is 2016. Amanda's uh, rental ended. I was out there. She no longer was. I hooked up with some people and realized, wow, this is like every other meaningless hookup. What am I doing? And I wanted her back out there. Does it necessarily take hooking up with other people to realize, or was it just like for you, it was just that phase of your life where you didn't, you weren't really sure about yourself. And then it's probably a combination. I think you need to be be able to put yourself out there. And like, if you're not sure, maybe for some people that means seeing who else is out there. I think a lot of it was, I mean, you saw it season one where she said, what else, Kyle? I didn't realize how much I'd hurt her until I was right there in the moment. And she was heartbroken Mm -hmm. because I was kind of coming clean about these hookups I'd had out in the Hamptons while we continued to, to hook up in the city. And I, you know, I really upset her. And it was like right then and there, I was just like, holy shit, this is a horrible feeling. I do not want to do this to her again. I want to be with her. So, I mean, it was, it was very much like a self-discovery kind of. Uh, You're providing us with, the, with gold right there to all us girls trying to, you know, understand what the fuck is going on in the male brain. So- I think just be honest. And, you know, she was always honest with me. Some things aren't meant to be. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if you let nature run its course, people will come back to you. You actually come from a very corporate background, you know, when it comes to like work and then you decided to go the entrepreneurial route. What goes through your head when you're offered to be on Bravo TV? Because you're a New Yorker, like this isn't LA vibes. Like, right. you know, I need to be a camera whore to kind of make it in life type of thing. Yeah, I mean, in fact, most of my friends won't even go on the show because they work in finance or marketing or PR and it's just not even an option to, to make a cameo. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I'd always done entrepreneurial things in my life during college. I ran a, a franchise. So I kind of dipped my toe into like what it's like to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. I did do a little corporate stint, but when I moved to New York in 07, it was actually to, to, to help kind of start a, uh, a real estate finance startup. So mm-hmm. I've been doing things like this, um, for a while, I then was at a very mature startup for a couple of years. But by the time the show came around, I was actually back to, uh, to starting a new company. Um, so for me, I really did it because one, I, I figured, what do I have to lose? You know, when I get drunk, uh, I am not an asshole. Some of some friends that that, uh, that I kind of put through the casting process. Uh, I think that was like their, you know, a big concern. It's like, well, when I'm drunk, uh, you know, it's not my, my, my best. You're like, moments. I need to provide the people with good TV. Cause I'm joke <laughs> when I drink. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly it was like half shits and giggles and half like, Hey, maybe this will open doors that wouldn't otherwise exist from right. you know, various startups and, and whatnot that I, that I work on. So were you funny yeah. about the cameras in the room? Like, what was your initial reaction? You know, I I've never really watched reality TV. I didn't realize that this was very unique to Summer House. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Um, you know, like I I I I thought Below Deck had a similar setup, but in fact, like very very little footage is used from those cameras because they're ten times shittier. We yeah. uh, the cameras they use in our house are like you know big. Top notch, you know, yeah. Electronic, they can swivel, they can zoom. Um, and, you know, a huge part of the show is actually picked up by them. Um, it's hilarious. 
So I didn't, you know, I didn't really think twice about that either. I was just like, look, I come from, you know, New England. I walk around nude, um, you know, in my apartment. And anyone that lives across the street from me can, can get a free peep show anytime they want. It was, uh, it was a fairly easy decision on the camera front. <laughs> I mean, if you're an open book and you've got nothing to hide, you may as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck it. Going back to like season one, if I may. What did you feel when you first watched that footage of you and Stasi in the pool? Oh, man. I mean, I don't know how many people on reality television make their debut fully blacked out, but um, that might be a first. I had no idea what happened that night. I hardly remember leaving the beach. Um, we, we'd gotten there much earlier than the girls. We were literally drinking rosé, playing football. Um, by the time they arrived, I was actually drunk, not just buzz. I was drunk. Yeah. Um, I hardly ate anything because, you know, like a seafood, I forget. I think we had like a full, full seafood spread. Sometimes that's some, there's like manual labor to eat. And I was just focused on drinking at that point. So I actually was like, I think almost on an empty stomach. Um, I saw it. I had to watch it five times to like start laughing about it because I was, but the was first time you watched it, were you like, shit like <laughs> oh yeah i mean look i knew i'd screwed up because i wake up the next morning i don't remember anything um we stormed out of the house at like seven in the morning to get back to the city to go to work and um i was like oh my god what happened and i started texting like like lauren and and ashley and i was just like i need you to give me stassi's number all i know is i should apologize i that's literally all i remember that i should apologize i mean you did come up with one of the best analogies that's ever been made on reality tv <laughs> steve jobs i know the best part is that like initially went over her head i was like you know i don't think she realized it until she hopped back in the pool after like ripping me a new one and then <laughs> steven was like no it's because of your bathing suit and then she was like oh um, i mean i love stassi and thinks she is a true fashion icon but you know i wasn't up for that bikini so <laughs> I actually thought it looked good. That's how <laughs> no, I didn't like it. I'm, I am just a goofball. So like I wasn't actually trying to um belittle Insult, the outfit. Yeah. I was in my weird entrepreneurial like hey, I, you know, Steve I Steve Jobs is an icon way. I was just like, wow, you're really, you know, pulling off this this turtleneck and the hot tub thing. So <laughs> it I'm glad it became so funny and, and I think one of the funnier tweets i ever saw was like at the end of season one people were like all right now that we know who kyle is go rewatch the hot tub scene because it's actually 10 times funnier when you know who he is yeah when you don't know what like in the beginning i was like oh my gosh what a fucking asshole because like we know you don't look that drunk when you get drunk yeah well like, i mean look- that's the thing you don't you know i i see this scene it's like one of the first scenes that i'm seeing and i'm like oh my god how much of like the summer do I not remember that is going to catch me off guard like this? Cause we don't, we didn't, like you said, we don't give a shit that there's cameras. Like we're out there to have fun. Yeah. We work our asses off in New York. Like, you know, just because we're doing a show doesn't mean we're going to hold back or, right. you know, um, try to have some restraint and, mm-hmm. you know, that's for better or for worse. But, you know, I think that's that, that the, the, the icing on the cake was like Stassi and I became good friends because I did reach out. We started texting next thing, you know, when she was back in New York, we met up and then we've, you know, we've become good friends ever since. But yeah, that, that hot tub scene, uh, I'm glad it became legendary because um, it was highly embarrassing, but 
I guess that's what I said. In the best up. way, in the best <laughs> possible way. And especially now that everyone knows you, it's, it just makes it so much funnier. Was that the hardest scene for you to watch on television? On television? Which one would you say was your hardest scene to watch? Um, honestly, that was just like embarrassing. I think some of the harder scenes have been, you know, more having to do with my relationship with Amanda. You know, you, you kind of, a, a lot happens over the course of a summer when you're, you know, under one roof. And, um, you know, there were some parts of season one that were tough because, you know, she'd watch it by my side and I'm literally like hooking up with other girls in front of the television. Um, yeah, that sucks. In, in front of her on the television. And in season two, you know, there were some fights that, you know, if you asked me right afterwards or even six, eight months down the road when right before we're about to see it, what we were fighting about, I'm like, honestly, it's pathetic. I don't even remember. Like in one instance was spilled water, literally. Like it should have been milk and that would have been like, you know, perfect. But it was, it was like the stupidest stuff. And yeah, you know, th- those were hard moments to watch because they escalate kind of out of control, obviously when you're drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's not a good look. So for me, it's, it's those moments where, those rare moments where I actually get angry when I'm drunk instead of, you know. Hilarious, being yeah. Being goofy me. And those moments I just cringe because like that's just, you know, that's like me at my worst. And, uh, you know. Is there anything that you would have done differently had you, had you known how it would come across on camera? Like, post, I mean, like before you knew how the episodes were edited and stuff. I will say this. Uh, I fully stand by, I can't speak for all shows, but our show, you're, what you're seeing is a condensed version of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, never has someone been made out to look worse. Um, in some cases, you know, producers help kind of protect us because it's like uh, no one wins if, if people like look worse than they are. Um, for me, you know, my mom would be like, are you going to drink as much as you did last season, this season, you know? And, and yes, <laughs> the tough, the tough part for me is, and, and it's funny people like even during our like engagement announcement, people are like, Oh, this won't last. The dude's a drunk. I think what's tough is people forget that this show is, we film over the course of 11 weeks, 90% of it's on the weekends. It's a show about partying in the Hamptons. So on one hand, I could dial it back because I, you know, that's how people are going to forget this, that this is not how I spend 80% of your time, 80% yeah. of my time during the summer and probably 90% of my time in the off season. But at the same time, it's summer. I'm not going to just not have fun and I'm not yeah. going to just like, you know, toss away my weekends and look at this as a job. Like it, it, it still needs to feel and and, and be a fun summer and escape from the city. And so, I mean, obviously the drinking leads to all the worst moments, but, mm-hmm. but it leads to the best ones too. Yeah, exactly. So I, 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 I don't know what I would do differently to be honest. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the show should be taken with a pinch of salt and, you know, if you feel like you're getting hate for just being fun and drinking. Yeah. I mean, the, I don't get that much hate, but you know, the, the harsher, the harsher comments are like, he's an alcoholic, blah, blah, blah. Like he, we all at this point. He, yeah. He needs to, uh, grow up. I mean, I'm just like, dude, I got my whole life to grow up. Clearly you didn't have as much fun as you should have. So I'm very <laughs> sorry for you. 
<laughs> At the end of season two, Carl said that he felt he had got a bit bullied um, in the last season. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah. I, I mean, look, I think some people got hung up on the definition of bully. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all right, let's call Carl a punching bag. I think he was uh, on numerous occasions, first and second season, a punching bag. When, when your own life isn't going how you, you wish it, it would, you know, sometimes people take it out on others. I thought people were over the top. Like on his back. Yeah, they were on his back. He's just trying to live his life. He's literally like trying to FaceTime a chick. Like, God forbid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you could give him a dating tip or like a way to handle his dating life better, what would that be? Oh, I mean, I tried going into season two. I was like, Carl, do not lead people on. You're, go- you're a charmer. You-, you are a sales guy. I get it. I am too. But mm-hmm. you're just going to dig yourself a hole if, if you lead people on. Some people can't help it. Some people get off on it. For Carl, I, I think it's just like, that's just who he is. He loves to charm the pants off of everyone around him. <laughs> and not just he loves, like he just does it naturally as well. Yeah. I feel like that's just the way he is. And it's just like, you need to, when, it's, when it crosses a line, that's when you're like, you know, dude, it's, it's no longer cute and funny um, right. and, or fair. So, I mean, I, I, it's not what would I, it's, that's actually what I did say. <laughs> but I love him. I mean, like, you know, I, Carl and I are, are, are best buds and you know we couldn't do do this without one another so i mean he's great i'm a little bitter about the fact that he said that la chicks don't have real jobs because you know some of us are actually hustling out there but you know it's fine (laughs) (laughs) uh that was a pretty big generalization but i think little did i know and i found out during my interview with christina he was himself a guy in la trying to be an actor so fuck you carl but it's fine you know he's cool takes one to know one you know (laughs) yeah exactly Um, so do you feel like the show has kind of changed the dynamics of the group and some people, obviously? I mean, of course, yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's something to be said about doing a television show with, with people. I mean, you, you go through a very unique experience and sometimes it's going to bring people together and sometimes it's, it's going to pull them apart. Um, you saw that, you know, season one with um, Christina. Lindsay, yeah. Christina. Um, you know, and and the the other aspect that is is tough to factor into the show because you don't see any of it is like we all go back to the city um fall begins there's tons of people and literally a whole entire social circles that i haven't seen for months on end and it's kind of like it's very easy to like you know focus on people that you're neglecting and next thing you know you've gone months without seeing your old housemates right um and some people find that offensive and i'm just like you know I'm the kind of guy where I could go six months, a year, two years with a good friend and pick up right where we left off. So to yeah. me, that, that type of resentment, you know, is, is that's called a needy friend. And I'm not about that life because as a European who now lives in LA, I cannot, I can't maintain my relationships with all my friends back home. Like it's yeah. impossible. So needy it's friends. Like just- in, it's like living in Manhattan beach and having a friend in West Hollywood. It's just like, if that friend, like, thinks you're a shitty friend because you you go a month without hanging out. It's just like, have you heard of traffic, bro? Like, (laughs) and have you heard of having a life outside of like needy friends are really an inconvenience to my life. And I'm not like, a, I mean, I am a bitch, but I'm not like a bitter person of the world. I find it very hard to stay friendly with needy friends. You know, when you do a show, uh, it's very easy to like 
all of a sudden that is literally all you think and talk about because it's a very unique experience. And, and, um, you know, just because you're in the off season doesn't mean there's things happening. You're doing interviews, you know, you might be doing press, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So for me, it just gets exhausting to be talking about all the time. I have two companies, you know, I have the majority of my friends literally will even refuse to come on to it because, you know, of work related, you know, concerns. So yeah. I'm just like, Hey, for me, it's literally like back. The city is like back to reality. You know what I mean? The Hamptons is like my little escape. And sometimes, I mean, I literally, before the show, I'd, I'd have friends that I would only see out in the Hamptons because it's just like, we kind of hang out and do different things, you know, for, for three seasons of the year. And that's fine. You know what I mean? For anybody listening that um, you hasn't checked out Summer House, it, I think it's um, a, a different kind of show. Um, mm-hmm. It maybe was like slightly slow to kind of build up. Um, but I think it's pretty unique because there's just, there's, we are an existing group of friends. There's, there's no escape. Things have a way of working themselves out much differently on other shows because the cast goes their own way after said event or dinner or drink. It has to be staged. Summer House is definitely more organic because you are in this place and there's no walking away type of thing. Yeah. I mean, and some people that don't understand reality television just assume it's literally scripted. And, you know, I think what our show lends itself to is, like you said, a much more organic. I'm just like, well, A, I'm not an actor. So that's a a funny, you know, um, comparison, like something being scripted. All of a sudden I'm an actor. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh And like, also you guys are New Yorkers. I feel like most people in LA like are aspiring actors. So if they're on a reality show, they most probably are already professionals, like have been on set, know what it's about. Whereas you guys are kind of like in the dark when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, when I signed my contract, I literally never watched Bravo in my life. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think it's cool. I think it's like a, a, a night, a, a cool glimpse into New York city um, and a cool glimpse into like why we got to the Hamptons. But yeah, just from a show standpoint, I think it's entertaining because you're, you know, you get to have a huge blow up with someone and then guess what? You're going to a party tonight and you're getting ready in the same house and it's either going to go, you know, water under the bridge or fireworks. <laughs> or like the volcanic eruption. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's, it's cool. And it's, it's, I mean, look, when there's surveillance cameras throughout the entire property, um, you know, right down to the pantry, uh, <laughs> you know, there's no escape and, you know, everything is captured. It's just a matter of, holy shit, how do we condense this into a show? I mean, <laughs> you know what? Summer House is where it's at. The only thing missing is a good poop scene. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. That's the only thing we haven't seen on there. The well, only thank thing. thank God. Bathrooms are the safe zone unless, unless there's more than one uh, person in there. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for answering all of my fucked up questions. My pleasure. You were such a good sport. Can you just tell everyone where can we find you on social media, your app, the website, everything? Just let us sure. know. Sure. So I've got I think the same handle on on Twitter and Instagram. It's I'm Kyle Cook. Uh that's the letters I, the letter M, and then my name and Cook has an E. And then um I have a uh, nutrition consulting app that I mentioned. Um, we have a wait list, but if you want to sign up, just go to join Phoenix. That's F E N I X.com or, or go to the uh, Instagram handle. And, um, if you DM me, if you're listening to this and want to cut the wait line, uh, the wait list, I'll, uh, I'll let people in. We got a, a long wait list, but that'll be a little perk for your listeners. 
Um, oh, thank you. So we have a perk now. You guys can get hooked up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.